It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. It's a beautiful day in the month. Well, it's May and everything's blooming. The allergies are everywhere. People are sneezing. You sound on this mic like I do, like you've had a pack of Marlboro Reds where you really haven't. All you've done is walk outside and breathe. Uh, but it's that time where you take your shirt off in the mirror and go, oh, my God. What happened? What, 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 what where happened? did the years go? What happened to winter? <laughs> oh COVID. I can't blame Weren't it on COVID. Weren't these up here before? Jesus. God. <laughs> oh, I was just talking about the women, not me, of course. But anyway... Uh, so t- this is going to be a great show uh, as we'll motivate you to get your life together. And uh, John, what I want to talk about, though, is my life falling apart. I killed the butt bush. So I have no idea what you're talking about. That uh, could go many ways with yeah. a statement right there. Yeah, this is, this is we so, try to keep it PG-13. It's a family 13. show-ish. Yeah. So on the side of my house, uh, we moved into 20 years ago. So I have two sons. One's 22, one's 20, graduating from Auburn already. Holy cow. And on the side of my house, you've been to my house. When you pull in the driveway, there's a big bush. And by accident, I love yard work. Love the mowing. I'm the only guy in my neighborhood still mows. I I got people. You do. Most people do. And then trim the hedges, which I do hate, and I farm out. But by mistake, I trim this huge boxwood, and it's the shape of a butt. And so when my boys were young, they'd go, Dad, butt. And I didn't even think about it. Do the butt, Dad. It's a butt, Dad. Everything. If it was a butt or farted, it was the most hilarious Hilarious story when they're six. So it was known as the butt bush. But the butt bush is now huge. Baby got back on the side of my driveway, so... (laughs) Uh, I started to prune it back. Well, it kind of went awry. There's no butt bush anymore. And so you killed the butt bush. I killed that baby. I did not send you a sympathy card. My I'm wife sorry. came out and the, the divorce was on. Yeah. My way, I texted a picture to my kids. Well, the butt bush and, is in, in oh the, my God, uh, a family heirloom is gone. And so, uh, we had a little work done to our house. And the good news is, uh, in the front of my house, I also have two other huge boxwoods, and it took this guy named Saul, whose words I understood about every third, oh, you just take this bush and put it over there. It new butt bush. I now have a new butt bush. So within problem one week- Problem solved. The problem has been solved. I killed a fairly family heirloom, and I, knew, I now have a new butt bush. I'm so glad this segues into what I wanted to mention Could with this you be is a better story is, in life. Is you you know you you you, you play in a, in a rock and roll band, Government Cheese. A, a a no none of your folks have ever said you're a bad drummer. I mean, you're a good drummer, not to my face. And, and well, they haven't. But the, you're 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 accomplished. You're good at what you do. You're a good pilot. You fly private planes. You've always been a good pilot. Uh, you were a great rock and roll DJ at uh, WKDF. Uh, and I had to look at the mentally. I had to look at the skyline to remember that one oh three point three, and then one oh five nine. The Rock, um, a great TV weatherman, a great lay minister at St. George's. Every my point is everything you've done in your life, you're good at, or you're above average. Um, not so much cropping bushes, I guess, but 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 I think I just I just I think people need to know that not you just didn't try something and fail. You know, but but this leads to our guest today, Kyle Hopkins, who is the founder and co or actually owner now of CrossFit Community Fitness, uh, Rising Sun Community Fitness on uh, Trinity Lane. And uh, Kyle, we're going to get to Kyle in a, in a second, but uh, he's here and he complimented you on your physique. And yes. I'm sorry, I spewed into the mic. My coffee <laughs> went everywhere. 
Um, I know you. You play golf. You, but you're not a. Do you even know how to spell CrossFit? I mean, um, I, I. You know, I. I totally. I've got a lot of questions for Kyle here yeah. on. Uh, you're trying to get CrossFit, free training sessions. Let's just cut cross, to the chase. CrossFit at my age might be pushing it. I just had my meniscus out. I'm paying for debts I incurred in the 70s and 80s, like running in Converse All Stars, and um, so I don't know that I could take a hard physical regime. I like cardio. Um, you know, part of his is uh, martial arts. I got my black belt in Wado Roo years ago, uh, but that was more of a spiritual aspect and I loved it. And more so to me, uh, cardiovascular and stretching is like everything in my life right now. But to do a lot of squats, to do anything where I squat at all is 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 words I didn't think I'd say today, A, and B, it's difficult to do. Last time you picked up a weight. <laughs> And I don't oh, mean a coffee yeah. table or the butt bush no, or anything no, no. like that. Um, my flying schedule, uh, I tell you what I got into was the PX90 stuff. Of It's the videos. And I can do those in my room. <laughs> you watched them in your room. It, no, I could do it. <laughs> and it's hard cardio, which was good yeah, for me. And is. a lot of the kickboxing stuff I'm very familiar with. And so they're just it's just cardio. I kicks and punches, kicks and punches, you. kicks and well, punches. Well, this is all right. So I'm not going to have to carry this interview today. Is my, my concern was no. I'm putting the saddle on. Yeah. I got to carry you through this. No. But, but Kyle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Second cup of Joe. And John. And I, I, just, I, just, uh, I just so appreciate you being here because you have done so much in your life, and a lot of it has surrounded around fitness. But you, too, have, uh, like Joe, uh, have, have, have inflicted a few injuries in your oh, day. Yeah. and More than my share, for and sure. As he te- oh, by the way, uh, full disclosure, uh, Lindley and I work out at, at Rising Sun. We've been there ever since it moved to the new location. We were actually at the lo- old location, yeah, you've been with us long which, time. which we took bodyguards to in the morning. To, to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once we were in there, it was fine, but getting there was a little shady. Getting there was, yeah. was we, needed, sure. we needed an escort, but yeah. uh, we made it, and we're here Maybe. to talk about it today. But a fantastic instructor. Um, and and uh, so much to talk about, but uh, we've already discussed, and we're just going to make fun of your pansy ass routine that you do as a workout for the next thirty five minutes. So Why, Kyle, Kyle can Kyle knows that I, I scaling's my friend. He, he, <laughs> he knows that, and and he scaling's makes, my friend these days. I'm not getting any. Younger. I don't even know what that means. So so you you do this. It's really your passion, it and is. and uh, you've been doing it a long time. But to own your own gym. Yeah. To do what you do and wake up and we just we spoke we spoke a little bit today at the gym at five thirty in the morning, Joe. You were mm-hmm. three hours into REM. I still uh this has gotta be, you know, like eating ice cream every day for you, no? Uh yeah. I mean it's like you anytime you make something you love your work, there's you know, it changes things a little bit. But yeah, I mean I genuinely get up every day. There's never a day I dread going to work, that's for sure. And I ninety percent of the time absolutely love what I'm doing. Absolutely. CrossFit is uh, a relatively new phenomenon, uh, but it's maybe explain it to some people that just go, I, I, I don't like it. I see people doing nine minute workouts. Nothing can happen. There is a lot of pushback to this Absolutely. type of, of physical uh, endurance and, and regimen. Yeah. So your answer to that is. Um, I mean, first of all, don't judge a book by its cover. If you don't know what it is, give it a chance. Be open-minded. Um, it's, I think a lot of people's experience with it is just what they've seen on TV, which is watching the highest level competitors in the sport of CrossFit doing it. And there's a big difference between the sport of CrossFit versus the fitness methodology. Um, I always say that'd be like watching an NFL game and then expecting to show up to a friendly flag football game and think it's the same thing. It's not at all. 
Um, so, you know, I give it a chance. Um, secondly, you know, make sure you even know what it is that you're talking about. Um, you might think it's just going insane and as hard as you can every single day. Um, and that isn't really what we're trying to do. Um, it's just a mix of weightlifting, cardiovascular fitness, um, some basic gymnastics movement. When we say that people think I'm out gymnastics, it's just body weight control, um, and just put together in a variety of ways. Um, certainly CrossFit didn't reinvent the wheel by any means. Um, they've branded really well. Um, but you know, it's high intensity interval training, which has been around a long time. Um, it's just heavier barbell work involved with it. And they took the sport of Olympic weightlifting, um, which is foreign to most people and put that in there as well. So um, but yeah, it's just really the idea is to be good at a lot of things. Um, so at any given time, whether it's just grabbing up a bunch of groceries and a toddler in your arms and be able to carry them up some stairs or, uh, you know, you're not a bike rider, but a friend says, hey, you want to go for a bike ride that you're ready to go do that. You know, just kind of being fit for life. So for, for about 24 years, uh, this has been going on. Yeah. Um, Kyle Hopkins here, uh, Rising Sun Community Fitness. It's the CrossFit. And what, what's, um, I, I always kind of dig where people got into their bodies, so to speak. Where was it in your life where you said, if, 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 so for the visual for you right now, if you saw Kyle sitting here, you could say, yeah, easily a linebacker for an NFL team, <laughs> could be in the WWE, <laughs> could be an MMA guy. Kyle's in great shape. And um, so where was it where you said, like a lot of people like me, uh, go in and out? You're yep. very, uh, regimented and do your five thirty AMs for a while. Yeah. Then it goes away for six months. Uh, what was it in you or is it still in you that kicks you into that? This is a daily part of my life. Uh, I mean, I was a three sport athlete most of my life from the time that I was very young, uh, up and through, through high school years. Um, I was good, but not good enough to go beyond that. Um, and I didn't really have aspirations to play beyond that level. Um, I did my first year in college and did the typical thing that most kids do is drink too much beer, eat too much pizza and gain a little bit of weight and get out of shape. Um, and I didn't love feeling that way. Um, I didn't actually really, I wasn't a very good student. Um, so I did my first year in school and then dropped out and went to work for a while before I went back to school. Um, but really my dad got sick when I was 19 and was passing away, um, clearly going to pass away. It just became a coping mechanism for me, really. Um, it was just something healthy to do. You know, I could have chosen alcohol or other things. Sigs. A lot of people, yeah, right, whatever, you know, <laughs> that people choose to uh, deal with things. Um, oddly, I don't like running really at all. I'm not a very good runner, but I started with running. And as I got better at running, I ran further distances and further distances until one day I ran by a brand new gym that was being built kind of near my house. And I was like, I should poke in there. And then I stopped running and started lifting weights instead. Um, the byproduct of being in shape or being muscular or fit, honestly, is just sort of a side effect of it. It's just, for me, how I cope on a daily daily, daily basis. Yeah, there was a point. You, you were obsessed. You were very good. You were competitive and doing well, right? Uh, in the sport of CrossFit? No, in, in, in just Olympic lift, uh, lifting, lifting and um, bodybuilding competition. Bodybuilding, right? yes. Yeah. So I got into that. You got oiled up and did uh, all the yeah, things. Yeah, I originally got into it um, and, and just started working out and then, you know, started putting some muscle on. And of course, yeah. like most people, and, and being 19 years old and a little more vain and ego driven than I am now, um, you know, liked getting bigger and more muscular. So yeah, and that time, um, bodybuilding in the early nineties was still very big. Uh, so I started reading your muscle and fitness magazines and all these kinds of things and getting into competitive bodybuilding, um, and competed my first time at, I guess it would have been 20, um, at a very lightweight, 60 pounds lighter than I am now. Um, and realized quickly, I'm not ready for this. I need to put a lot of muscle on. Um, so yeah, I got into the sport of, I guess, if you want to call it a sport of competitive bodybuilding, I realized very early on in that, um, and a little dissolution by, it, I was like, Oh, I, I can't go anywhere with this naturally. This is, 
is a, a, this is a drug laden sport. That's the reality of it. And I didn't want to go that path. Um, so I just kept doing my thing without going down that path. And then the competitions kind of just became a thing to do, um, as far as like a goal to set. Um, so it'd be funny. I'd get to these, I'd get to bodybuilding. I've done five or six in my life. Um, so the day of competition, you get there and the regiment to get into, to get on stage is actually pretty unhealthy. Um, this the, is really insane. The, the, if people yeah. don't know this, you it's, will be shocked. Yeah. It's the, so you're dropping, you know, the idea is build as much muscle as you, as you can. And then, you know, spend for me, it was like 16 weeks of dieting to maintain as much muscle as you can and drop as much body fat as possible. So that when you step on a stage, you look extremely lean. People can see your muscle, um, getting down into you know, the three, 4% body fat range an unhealthy range, um, not where people should be. And then the last week of preparation is crazy. The things you do, you dehydrate yourself drastically. Um, there's weird things like <laughs> rubbing preparation H on your skin to draw water out from under your skin and wrapping yourself in plastic and like things to make you look better on stage. Um, all that to get on stage, to look your best and feel horrible. I mean, just horrible. <laughs> it's really not a healthy process. It, 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 it's, it, it's just apparent. It's, it's just, not. Yeah. yeah it's, um, it, do, do you, don't you put uh, what, what it's not spring tan. It, it's oh, paint, it, right? Oh, it's, paint it, might well be, it might as well be shoe polish. Yeah. It's, you look like an oompa loompa when you're, it's, it's insane. Um, it's, I have funny pictures of on stage under lights, you get it, you understand. And in pictures, it looks fairly normal, but in person, it looks absolutely nuts. I mean, you know, like the morning of a competition, having to go into a gas station to get something before you go, you're just like, you don't want to be seen. You're like in a hoodie, like, cause you look like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it was just something for me to do to just like, Hey, this 16 weeks, I'm going to work towards this thing. Um, I've always been very goal oriented. That's kind of what has driven me to do things. Um, so, you know, it'd be funny for me, I'd get to those competitions and the day of, at that point I didn't, after my first one or two, I realized like I can't compete with people using drugs and I didn't care anymore. Um, it was just my goal. When I was there on day of competition, I was done. To me, that was fun. Everybody else is nervous and they're still eating tuna out of a can and rice cakes. And I'm sitting there eating Snickers bars and drinking red wine because it pumps you up before you go on stage and half buzzed and starved thinking, all right, let's go do this thing. (laughs) So, but yeah, it's uh, I got, that's where I got started. I did that for a long time. Um, and then eventually, uh, moved into powerlifting, which is, um, is probably the source of the majority of the injuries I've had, uh, deciding to take on MMA in your late thirties and start powerlifting in your early, early forties is a bad decision. Whoa. <laughs> Things we shouldn't do. Yeah, it's not a good decision. Rubbing preparation H on your body <laughs> and wrapping it in saran wrap. I did that. Josh, I had no idea it Josh, was for that. Did you ever want to look good for a I beach, was, you know, or a yeah, photo shoot? That's, that's I, your thing. I've been I, doing I, that since the eighties. Before <laughs> our, before our channel two photo shoot. You're putting preparation on wrong. I was, is that, preparation I, H on wrong. you are Trailblazer John Dorsey. Bob Mueller did look at me in a strange way and go, what? No, I'm sorry, John, that's not where that goes. I did not. I did. Oh, you, you don't know, Bob. You're this backstage, you're spraying Pam cooking spray on yourself instead of oil because it's easier. Oh, like, it's funny. The, the things, it's, it's weird. It's a so, weird sport. <laughs> Kyle, from that standpoint, you know, everything that you're talking about right now is, um, I don't know how to say this. It's very much take. You know, this is all for you. Yep. This is where Absolutely. I want to be. Mm-hmm. This is what I want myself to look like. Yep. And I want to achieve my goal. Where was it in your life where you transitioned? and said, hey, I'm now the mentor. I'm going to be the teacher. I'm going to be the motivator. What's your life like now for seeing folks that either have injuries uh, in their life or maybe it's a health issue and they Mm -hmm. have to work out or somebody that just wants to work out and not throw a tire across the room or climb a rope? Where did that change where you became the teacher? I mean, I think fairly early on, um, people have a tendency to see people in a gym who are fit and they will just go ask them advice. 
not, not knowing if they actually know anything that they're talking about. If you've ever heard people say bro science before, like that's kind of where they're, you know, you go find a muscular guy in the gym, you ask them something and half the time they're giving you really bad information, Probably. really bad advice, yeah. you know? So, but you know, I think people just make an assumption. If you're fit, you must know what you're talking about. Maybe, maybe not. Um, so I think early on people would come just approach me and ask me things. And I, um, I'm a knowledge seeker. So, uh, sometimes my detriment, I can sort of get tunnel vision with things. Um, so I didn't just go down that path, but I did get my hands on, you know, it was early enough then to be, you know, reading things and watching VHS tapes. You know, it wasn't as easily accessible as it is now. Um, but I was a knowledge seeker. So, uh, I generally could give people pretty good advice. Um, so people asked me things a lot and I just found that I was very willing to help, um, that I actually enjoyed helping people that wanted to like do things. They had the motivation to be there, but they didn't know what to do. Um, so I've always enjoyed that. And then early on, even before ever being certified for anything, I would have friends that I would kind of would take on as sort of personal training clients. I wouldn't charge people most of the time, or they just want to come train with me or my wife, my wife and I. Um, and, uh, I just found that I really, really enjoyed helping people get into it because I knew what a positive impact that I had on my life. And like I said, mostly for me, mentally and emotionally, more than just the physical. Um, obviously it kept me healthier and in shape, but, uh, I just kind of saw what an impact it could have on people's lives. And, uh, and, and knowing like, if you take on something really hard daily, even though the result might not be, um, have any real global impact, it does change your mindset about other things. You know, you just sure. get the idea of like, I can do hard things, you know? Uh, this this is the hardest hitting question I'm going to ask, and, yep. and then we'll back off. But where does the term CrossFit sit in in the in the lexicon of the community in the fitness community? Uh, right during you know the social injustice and and uh, and Floyd and so forth, uh, there was some controversy, yep. and and your gym and some others, many others, uh, walked away from the term CrossFit. Kind yeah. of walk people through that people would be like, well, I didn't know that happened. First off, if you're not in that community, but, and where does it stand now? Um, I, I think it is redeemed itself to a degree. Um, so Greg Glassman was the founder of CrossFit. Um, and he's certainly an eccentric individual to say the least. Uh, I think when, yes, I mean, at the height of George Floyd and, um, the things that were going on. And I think we're in a time in general of sort of, uh, I don't know what the term I want to use, maybe a re-enlightenment or a re-awareness of things that we should have been aware of for a long time. Um, he made some insensitive tweets and other social media things. Um, and then it sort of came to light that he had employees and, um, and ex-employees. Um, I think really the thing came about was that he had not treated his female staff very well or very respectfully. Um, you know, I, I cannot attest to whether or not these things are true. Um, but I do know that I, um, I mean, I saw the tweets that he certainly put out and I thought, you know, regardless of what your meaning behind it was, and maybe how yeah, you just said something dumb, um, it's just not a time when you're in that position to be that ignorant. Like you just have to watch the things you say. You have to be aware of what other people are sensitive to. Um, so we decided we were going to walk away from the brand at the time, um, unless he stepped away from the business. So they made kind of a gesture, um, where he was going to step away, um, but still own the business and still profit from it. And that did not sit well with me and a lot of other affiliates. Um, so I basically at that point notified, um, CrossFit HQ that I would probably step away from it. And that's when we changed our name. Although most people still call us CrossFit Rising Sun, our actual name now is Rising Sun Community Fitness. Um, there was multiple reasons we made that change there. Um, to but, sell more t-shirts. Uh, to believe. sell more t-shirts. You knew absolutely. that the, yeah, right. Everybody the already had t-shirts and they were going to be outdated and we can get all kinds of new merch it's out like there. It's like a rising sure. sun right. over Nashville on his shirt Yeah, right exactly. Now. Um, it's a great logo. Uh, yes. And thank you to Laren Singer for that. She's a great, uh, graphic artist in the, in the area. Um, um, 
So we made the decision that, you know, if they were going to stick with the brand, we didn't really want to be tied into something that just wasn't sensitive to those things. And that, you know, um, I don't think it would have had an impact on us as a business or a brand necessarily. It just didn't sit well with me and at my at the time, my partner, Allison Edgerton. Um, and we just decided, you know, we're not, if they're not going to do something more about this, we'll walk away. Well, he did divest from the, from it eventually. Um, and, and the new, and was taken over by Eric Rosa. Um, and they made, you know, some of the changes we wanted to see. So we did decide to stay affiliated, but we stayed with the name that we'd chosen now, um, which I, I think part of it is because of the stigma of CrossFit. Um, we knew, I, I can give you data on how many people have come to my gym because it's CrossFit, but I can't tell you how many people have driven by the sign and just saw it and said, oh, hell no. You know, that they never even walked in the doors yeah, because point. they were worried about it. So I thought it was a more inviting name. Um, and we also do more than just CrossFit. We do offer other classes. So it was kind of a twofold decision to make that. Um, but, you know, once we decided to make that change, we made it and stuck with it. Um, but we did decide to stay with, with the company, CrossFit. Shout out to I didn't even know that was going on. Well, that's why and I have a question for yeah. people like you that yeah. that have they, that break out in allergies when you get near a <laughs> near a near a dumbbell. So you, you think a dumbbell is just like some dumb yeah. person? That's that's <laughs> yeah. We have this is an educational process. The next uh, twenty it's minutes. It's still a so. very it's still a very niche thing uh, across it in general. So like you know to to know who the five time you know games champion of men and women current and past are is normal for people like myself, but other people I'd say those names out loud and they would have no idea who, you know, sure. who's, who's Matt Fraser, who's Tia Toomey. They have no idea who those people are, but you know, they're kind of celebrities in our world. Why should someone who doesn't work out uh, or wants to get into a routine and establish stuff is CrossFit is what, what, what you offer now at rising sun. Is that uh, too advanced? Is this like a step or two ahead of those people? Per, uh, person, people, or uh, give a quick definition of why someone could come to you now with no experience and get some good habits and routines going. You just teed it up. Um, yeah, you did you're going to love um, the next two I mean, minutes. One word, scaling, um, basically modifying workouts. Uh, so the idea for us and for CrossFit in general, is it a 22-year-old um, high-level competitive CrossFitter who's involved in the sport of CrossFit and a 70-year-old diabetic grandmother could take the same class together side by side, but we need to make sure as coaches, instructors, and owners that we are giving them the options they need to change the workout to fit whatever level they're on at any given time. Um, so people have to separate the idea that CrossFit is a sport and that there is CrossFit, the fitness methodology. Um, yes, they cross over and that movements are the same and you learn the sport through the methodology, but we're not competing on Tuesday afternoon in our, in our box and we call them boxes, not gyms. Um, uh, I did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> I've been it, calling it, it the wrong thing. Well, I mean, Let's go to the soccer well, game. I still call it's it a, a gym. I mean, I've been in gyms my whole life, so I still call it a gym. But technically, people call CrossFit boxes um, because they got started in warehouses, which were just boxes, just That's square true. buildings, just a box, you know, nothing fancy. And we're not. We're not a spa. We're not, you know, we're barbells and kettlebells and chalk and black mats. We're not you know, pink with glowing lights or anything fancy, you know, um, it's, it's just basic. So that they got called boxes. And, and, and the tone, like you, you see planet fitness, uh, ads their, their whole take is, uh, you're not threatened. You know, a lot of people feel threatened that the right. second they walk yep. in, they're already deficient. Everyone's in better shape. I don't know how to attain that. Um, you know, it's different to see in the fitness world, which evidently, I, I guess I could look it up, is still in the billions of dollars of money of, of, of people that have memberships mm -hmm. and such. So there's kind of two two schools to it. Folks just want to go do their thing and feel comfortable. And there's others that want to be coached yeah. and have goals. Right and see those goals come true yeah. in a room full of others and have some accountability. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I think you see power in numbers there. Um, so, I mean, I, 
if somebody asked me what I do for a living, I'd say I run a coaching business. I don't own a gym. I run a coaching business. And that's the difference. You don't get a key tag where you walk in and, you know, they sign you up, you pay your money, and then you get a key tag and they, you know, basically pat you on the butt. Good luck. And that's what you get. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with gyms like that. I don't care if somebody wants to do Zumba or whatever. I love people to move their bodies and be fit. And they, I have no hate for any other style. Um, what we do is try to engage with people on a much higher level. Um, you know, for our membership bases are much smaller. What we were, what you'd call a micro gym. Um, we don't work in thousands or maybe even more than that. I think the local YMCA that I used to work at is probably over 20,000 members at this point. You know, we work in the hundreds, um, for, I'm a, I'm a medium base box. We're a little over a hundred members, um, which is pretty average. Our prices are definitely significantly higher than a planet fitness. Um, but you know, I try to know the names of and something about every member we have. Um, and we try to build a community where people really, part of the power is they wanna come see their friends. That's not just, they don't come in and put in earbuds and you know, just they're not around people working out. They're with their people working out. It's um, community. It is, it's it really is. You know, We use that word all the time and I think that can be a bit of a generic word that gets used for a lot of things, but we genuinely try to build that. You know, We try to have, we're in a relationship building business. That's really what we are. And, uh, you know, my hope is that people come do hard things in a way that might otherwise not be enjoyable, but they have fun with it because they like their coaches. They like being with their friends. Um, you know, it's, I, I sell one of the hardest products you can sell to people, which is I sell hard work. There's no gimmicks, you know, it's, <laughs> but let me say this. Um, it, 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 when you choose a box, and now I sound cool, but you know, I didn't, I've never <laughs> I, said You know, that. I really say it. I really say it myself, kind of a box. Get in your box. Uh, get in your box. Stay in your box. Uh, is one, location is important because you're getting up early or, you know, you need national traffic is what mm -hmm. it is. Uh, you choose because of certainly the, the peers you're going to be working out with in the community. Uh, but, but dare I say from a, from a client standpoint or a participant, here, dare I say athlete, uh, the coaching is is the number one reason I think why people go and and I say about Kyle, uh, he mentioned scaling. Uh, it can Which be means what it means that if the workout RX as prescribed is well, why am I explaining this? I got I this got a pro right across here. <laughs> I am going. You're doing a great job. Yeah, I don't going, need to interject let's here. Let's see how, how he screws this up. This will but, mean but, the student has become the teacher. That will be his but, goal. But you have you have a workout. Of, of certain uh, movements at a certain weight and rep, and if you if that seems too heavy to do in a certain time a lot or um, in a certain yeah in a certain time frame, uh, you can scale that. If if it's supposed to be a fifty pound uh, kettlebell, uh, there's a master's class for forty and up. I wish there was a super masters for fifty five and up. Mm -hmm. Kyle hasn't, hasn't. I just have to get old enough to. Make I put it's the, all, when I get old enough I, to do it. Then I'm exact. <laughs> I put that in the suggestion box every day, and he never. <laughs> He never looks at it. But I do believe the beauty in this is once I get past that intimidation, I work out in the morning with, with guys that are running six and a half minute miles and lifting uh, 425 pounds deadlift. Oh. And I, I can't do that. And I don't try to do that. And I did hurt my, and when I do injure myself, if that ever happens, uh, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm looking over and getting competitive and there's no reason for it. Kyle is so good threading the needle with every athlete in there of finding and pushing them, but ex absolutely accepting scaling to match that time limit. And he's, he is so precise. He's so good at working with every level. And that's not every coach can do that. And I, and I applaud you for making everybody in that gym, whether they're 40 pounds overweight, 
Um, I think the encouragement, the sense of community, but your coaching and your coaching staff, you've developed, he has developed, you talk, there's no better compliment than having athletes become trainers that work out there because they, they get it and they learn with him and under him. So, um, well, thank you. That's not going to that's going to not cut my rate any every month. But, <laughs> but and I will say this: it it is it is it's a car payment, but it is it is pennies per serving, and and it's, you have been very reasonable about all of that. Yeah, it's not cheap, and I would never sell it as that. Um, I don't honestly, I don't get asked to, and I don't spend much time justifying our prices. Um, I get that it's more expensive than going to Planet Fitness, and those business models are fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but you get a lot more for than that. You know, um, everyone that is a, a member of our gym knows if I haven't seen you for seven to ten days, you're going to get an email from me specifically that I wrote myself, not auto generated, saying, "Hey, what's going on? Is everything okay? Are you traveling? Are you sick? Are you injured? No, you having trouble people. getting." motivated how you know what can i do to help you get back in do we need to set an athlete goal meeting and sit down and talk together to get you back on track um you're not going to get that from those other gyms um and it's not again there's nothing wrong with the planet fitness business model um but part of that model is based on people sat in a boardroom and decided at what price point will people give up their membership if they're not coming to the gym and we'll come in just below that where they'll let it ride month after month going ah, i'll get back to next month i'll get back to next month um at our prices, if you miss a couple of months, you're probably going to drop your membership. You're not going to let that money go to waste. It's too much. Um, and it's not that we're insanely expensive. We're based on all the other boxes in our area. We're just trying to stay right in that same range as them. Um, but it is not something you can justify letting ride if you're not using. Um, but we want you to use it. I don't just want people's money. I know every time I send an email like that, I run the risk of somebody saying, hey, you're right. You know, I'm not making it in enough. Can you go ahead and cancel my membership? I know. And that happens on occasion. Um, but more often than not, people say, hey, thank you so much for reaching out. You're right. Uh, I've been feeling a little sluggish, but I'm going to get back on track on Monday. Or I'd love to do that athlete goal meeting. Um, and we, we try to help them get back on track. But that's, you know, that's the power of not being a key tag or a number. It's like, like I, I know you're JD. I know it's Lindley. I know it's I know it's Shannon downstairs. You know um, who gets the emails? <laughs> <laughs> She's like Kyle emailed me again. Yeah, like, yeah because but she we always comes you. back. She yeah, always she always comes, comes back. back. That's right. Back. It's Kyle Hopkins, the voice you hear, uh, Rising Sun Community Fitness uh, founder, owner, ready to motivate you, <laughs> but get you into uh, what's a great lifestyle of working out. Final question for you, maybe is on the other side of it. Uh, you see stores making tons of money in this is the, uh, I don't want to call it nutrition, but the supplements, the proteins, the powders. My 20-year-old son wants to make his protein shake after yep. his workout stuff. What's good, what's bad, what's right, and what's just should could be a part of your daily life? Um, it's really pretty basic. I mean, uh, you can go into your corner nutrition store. I won't name names of stores, but, and they are loaded to the Unless gills. they want to be a sponsor of this show. Yeah, that's that's where, correct. Yeah. I think you, <laughs> we would love What that. would be those initials? If you yeah, could, there could be a C like and energy in there G- somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, like a GMC <laughs> truck. <laughs> could be. Oh, no, it's oh not, not GMC truck, but it's, it's something like, something that. like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's. There's a lot of useless products in those places, uh, and that's that's fine. People need to experiment for themselves and find out what really works. Uh, what I suggest for people is a good fish oil every day, um, probably a couple of vitamin D every day. Um, if you're working out hard and you're not getting enough from your whole foods, maybe a protein supplement to, to build some muscle repair. Yeah, there, he's got his fish oil with him right there. <laughs> in my pocket, um, not in my mouth. Really, honestly, uh, you know, a protein supplement if you're not getting enough from your whole foods, and then vitamin D and fish oil are the main ones that I that 
that I suggest. Um, there are people that like some pre-workout drinks or like an energy drink or a post-workout recovery drink. Um, so we carry some of those products. It's extremely, extremely low, um, uh, profit for me. I don't, that's not how I make my living at all. I carry the handful of things that I think work and I charge slightly above wholesale for them. It's really just to be convenient for people. And also the, so they don't go overpay for things they don't need. Sure. Um, but you know, the reality is we're trying to get people eating whole foods first. Among the things on this podcast, we like to highlight entrepreneurs and small business owners and, and, uh, and to have, maybe you can learn a, a tip or two, some advice. Um, and we, time prevents us to, to go down a long road on this, but uh, you have so much more to your life. You have a, you have a, you have a great wife. You have a wonderful daughter. Uh, you're an accomplished musician. You're, you're a guitar freak. I mean, I don't know how many you have, but it's you, you, I'm you, thinning the herd as we speak. Are you it's down a, to, we, we just, we literally just bought a house two days ago. So we're closing on a house here coming up soon. So it's time to start thinning the herd a little bit. So, but you, yeah. you love, that's a passion. So very much so. balance is so hard when you run a business, yeah, especially it when it's yours. Um, how do you, how do you find that, you know, find times to, to doodle and noodle or whatever, what do you sleep. call it? Yeah. <laughs> sleep. I probably look tired right now. I don't ever sleep. Um, I run on, you know, mostly caffeine and adrenaline. <laughs> um, it's, it's tough. Uh, you know, I get up, it's sleeping in for me is 5am. That's sleeping yeah. in for me. I'm up 3.30am, 4am most days of the week. Um, I'm kind of at this point wired that way. So if I had the occasional day that I set my alarm in hopes of a 7am wake up, my eyes still open at 4am. Um, so I go to bed quite early too. Um, I'm pretty regimented, you know, it's work for me. It's go home. It's eat breakfast at a fairly late hour in the day. I'll use intermittent fasting um, and not eat for a while. Uh, eat breakfast. Um, usually play guitar for a couple of hours take a quick hour nap that about that time of day, my wife's day, um, starting to wind down. Then we go get our workout in. Um, oddly enough, I belong to a gym closer to my house that I go work out more often than I work out in my own gym. Um, just cause I don't live in the East side. So I don't drive all the way back out here. Um, and then go home and maybe play a little more guitar. Uh, my wife's also a musician. Um, at that point, you know, it's dinner time and then it's pretty close to bedtime for me. It's uh, we're boring. <laughs> we're, we don't go out and do things very much I'm anymore. Exhausted I'm too much listening I'm, to that. It's I'm, not much difference in your schedule. If I yeah. text you after eight 30 at night, forget it. It's oh, yeah. over. I mean, yeah. I'm he's in, in bed. He's out too. I'm yeah. 9 PM. I am definitely asleep. I'm usually in bed by eight or eight. I love PM that actually. <laughs> um, and it's by necessity. It's not, you know, I have good intentions sometimes of being up a little later and it just never happens <laughs> it's time for questions ask your questions time for questions 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 we're gonna have questions all right 10 rapid fire questions for right. kyle hopkins of rising sun community fitness go ahead joe i like to go first go okay ahead. well we'll stick on that guitar theme what songs are you playing on that guitar of yours um, I write a lot of original things, but I definitely, anything that's kind of lo-fi blues rock, I love. I love Jimmy Page's style. I love Mark Knopfler's style, newer stuff. I love Black Keys, Jack White, Gary Clark Jr. Um, anything that's kind of that dirty lo-fi blues yeah, rock kind of sound. Not wearing that guitar up high, are you? No. Uh-huh. Down low and rocking. <laughs> Nickname growing up. Uh, Skip. Because and? he was truant at school. No, I don't know. 
It's so Good. my first year in college, uh, I had a couple of roommates who we threw some nicknames out. I don't even remember why. I'm sure this was alcohol induced. We threw a couple of nicknames out and compared <laughs> to them, they thought I looked very preppy. So they decided they were going to call me Skipper. Um, which they thought was. A Did you go Madras plaid and polo shirts? Uh, not really. Up I, mean, I, I just think compared to them, I look preppy. Okay. I don't. I don't really think I was all that. Preppy, I think honestly, if a lot of things. You do, I don't think preppy yeah, does no, not come to you mind. Know, I mean, that was pre-tattoos and stuff too. But yeah. um, so and oddly, all the nicknames I tried to give out, none stuck. But to this day, half of them still call me. I still have friends literally from kindergarten that when I talk to them, like, "Hey, Skip, what's up?" Skip. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're not allowed to give yourself an, your own nickname. No, right? you're it's part yeah. of the the bro <laughs> the bro uh, you know mantra. Go ahead. I've noticed most people you ask that question to the first answer is it was alcohol induced but here's the that's, answer that's always the, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, the common thread I mean, yeah. is alcohol induced yeah. well, at least my college experience i think yeah. other people got their degree you went to mtsu right um pick i went to a few different okay <laughs> i started at southern connecticut state university which is very close to yale and new haven not associated with yale it's a branch of yukon um and then moved to tennessee and was in eastern tennessee for a while and went to a little small town call a uh, small school called walter State Community College, then UT Knoxville, and then left UT Knoxville and went to MTSU for a while. Oh, um, I was either getting like 0.0s or 4.2s. I was never in the middle. I'm not a very good student. <laughs> when I applied myself, I was, but right. um, yeah, I, I was. Uh, I did not take college as seriously as I should. Another be. theme is most of our successful entrepreneurs did not do well in college. I didn't so even get my degree. Let's. I, there's a lesson out there, folks. I was three semesters shy of finishing up with a physical education degree to teach K through 12, and when I came to the realization that I could make more money waiting tables, which is sad, really sad. Um, I decided this is a bad idea to finish this. I don't want to make that little. Well, is there another answer to that? Uh, What were you doing before full-time fitness? I remember when you were working at the Nash. Yeah. Um, Did you have something else going on too? I waited tables from 1938, the majority (laughs) of that time. um, And I was off and on uh, in music with bands and doing, I I did tour professionally for about four years. um, So, but other than that, I was... I've never been particularly motivated by money. I like it as much as the next guy. I'm just not as willing to work hard for it as people are. Whoa, 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 whoa. Four years of touring? How did that slip through the bio? Yeah, I did. And I actually did that as a bass player. With anybody we would, I mean, just, uh, a band that, I mean, we broke up when my, before my oldest daughter was born when she's 18. So they were called, we were called Homemade Water. Yeah. I was an all originals band, kind of a sort of a Southern rock hippie jam band kind of thing. Well, I'm glad you got rid of the bass. Put the guitar back on. <laughs> I still have a bass in the house, bass but I don't play are, it nearly as much. Bass players are always the slackers. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> What's your biggest pet peeve? Um, people being passive aggressive. Or people who are chronically late. Hey, I'm, trying to, chronically I'm trying to chronically late. <laughs> he, he does not, if it starts, you know, we start class on time. I'm just telling you. I literally you. watch the clock until it ticks in. It ticks 530 in the morning. Bing. Bam. Music's yeah. down. Good morning. How you doing? Here we go. <laughs> we have it down to, I mean, Lindley and I have the drive down. You from, guys are uh, always we're, well, right at it. Right, we're right, at it. right at the, we're right at the bell. Yeah, they're always he always right knows, here comes the hammer. 529, I know. J.D. and Lindley are walking through the door. There they are, right on that's time. That's right. Uh, that's like a good broadcaster. And as late, last second as yeah, you can get he's, there. He's never late. They're Keep always them. on time. What's, uh, uh, Kyle, what's your, uh, I love the cardio. What's your favorite cardio workout? None of them. No, <laughs> no. I, no I, he's, um, he's not. He's not. I don't. I, I. I fully accept cardio as being extremely important to my health. I definitely love weightlifting more. Um, uh, I like rowing quite a bit. Um, and then, honestly, with CrossFit, we kind of there's a joke in the CrossFit world. Like, what do you do to get strong? We lift weights. What do you do for cardio? We lift weights faster. 
Um, so anything that is very fast for rounds that has like a weightlifting move mixed in it. Um, I like, I'm not a good runner. I don't like running very much. Um, you know, it's, and I, I don't make our people run too much. Um, you know, they could run for free. I don't want to send them right back on the door doing that. Although we do, we do our share, but not too much. But yeah, I think rowing, I like rowing a lot. And then anything that's kind of mixed at a high pace with rowing. Sure. If you could hang out with one, uh, cartoon character, who would you choose and why? Bugs Bunny. Um, nostalgic because of my age and I grew up watching Looney Tunes on Saturdays, but also because Bugs Bunny is a sarcastic wise ass and I like that. <laughs> That's my he, kind of personality. He does what he wants. <laughs> um, Kyle is, uh, so I've seen pictures of John and judging from your whole class, from your whole roster, from all the people, is John the most color coordinated individual there? Yes or no? Yes. hundred yes. percent. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You Best good, dressed John. by far. Best dressed. I he, mean, he, I don't know how many, I have a shoe addiction, which I've toned down. Yeah. His must be worse than mine um, because he has shoes that match certain shorts that match certain shirts and they are put together well. So. It's the David Lee Definitely, Roth. Uh, uh, wins that award. He, he, he said once, it's not how you play, it's how you look. That's it. So half I of, just, of I don't know why the shoes and the clothes. I just, it's, the, the, it's the TV thing. I just always had to <laughs> yeah, match. Right, and I just felt if I don't, I just, it doesn't make you faster or stronger. Um, but it's like I, a clean car. I you get feel mocked. like it runs better. Yeah. I get mocked. Oh, I, I know people like mock now? me. I don't think yeah. anyone, I've never heard anyone mock me. Oh, the I've whispers. Never, oh. <laughs> you get the chat room. I don't Are think you that's kidding true. Me? I don't think yeah. that's true. Look at that. If, if you could apply the word dapper to CrossFit, I'd say JD's, JD's <laughs> the, the dapper version of CrossFit. That's good. Yeah. yeah. You look good, John. I did, I did have my sweat gland removed. And so I, uh, I don't, I, I glow. I don't sweat I anymore. No, I didn't. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. All right. Final, final question. Last meal on earth. I'm easy. I'm a, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. I'll take a bone-in ribeye, blood oh, rare, yeah. uh, good baked potato, and sauteed oh. asparagus. I'm sauteed easy. mushrooms, too, maybe? Sauteed mushrooms. Oh. On the side. On the side. Yes, that's, that's good. Stuff. Yeah. I'm easy. Uh, get in I'm, shape, I'm people. Man. That is 10 <laughs> questions. Hey, uh, let's let's leave with this and, and kind of keep on the entrepreneurial theme. Um, some of the uh, advice that you would give a, a, an owner that, that wants to go into this, something that you know now that you wished you knew then, what would that be? Uh, I would say two things. First of all, get a business mentor. Um, you know, in my field, people do what we do because we know like, Hey, I'm, I know how to train people. I know how to coach people in fitness. Um, that's very different than running a business. You know, you get into it and you realize, okay, now I'm scrubbing toilets when people are gone. I'm doing accounting. I'm doing QuickBooks. I'm doing all these things, budgets, you know, all the things that I didn't go to school to do. That's a learning process. Um, so having a business mentor when you get started to just help you avoid some of the pitfalls. Um, and don't, as far as if it's CrossFit specific, um, when you get started to keep it basic, don't overdo it. I, I spent a lot of money on equipment that wasn't necessary that doesn't get used very often when I should have just concentrated on the basics. Um, I spent more than I needed to, which would be a lot of wasted money um, that to get going on things. I thought that'll be cool. We'll use this. And we didn't, you know, it's, um, so yeah, I think Good. and that, that comes down to a business mentor again, just having people like guide you through the things that aren't your strong suit. A mentor. We hear it from every successful entrepreneur. You can't do it alone. You need some advice. You got to admit your weakness, perhaps, or what you don't know, and then uh, off you go. That's good. Well, Kyle, I hope that uh, people that have dialed in, that downloaded this, uh, uh, have been inspired a little bit, understanding a bit more about community fitness and CrossFit. Uh, it, 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 you know, people ask me, I can't believe you, you do that. And I said, 
because they think it's intimidating. And, and, uh, I, you know, I never lifted weights, uh, since high school, yep. uh, since high school football. And, um, I can't believe some of the set Lindley, my wife is so strong pound for pound. She is, oh, she's, she's 50 and just rocking it. And her arms are, she's shredded. And I know her friends are like, Whoa, He's what are joking. you doing? She's, no, she's, she's an animal. I mean, she, she, <laughs> she's, she is amazing. She has yeah. all the higher skill stuff down. Like if I need something demonstrated, especially her gymnastics stuff, her double unders, her handstand pushups, like she can do it all. Yeah, she, she's, she's really, really good. good. But thank you for your time. Thank hey, you for stopping thank you by. Thank for having me yeah. on. I appreciate it. Uh, Joe, I uh, uh, wanted to mention to you, uh, you with your flying and all that, don't you see gyms like do you do you have gym do you have a gym in a private plane do you as you travel to hotels don't you see a lot more physical like the first 1.0 when you were flying in the 80s people are smoking cigarettes they're i mean they're you know it was anything but but physical fitness i mean you either ran or played tennis but there was no gyms in hotels and stuff right i mean things have changed for you not it's, that you've you walk by them i know that <laughs> A lot of uh, a lot of the hotels have gyms. My schedule is sucks. Sometimes we'll be at the airport at six a.m. I'm in a hotel at nine a.m. Um, in room workouts, and especially COVID, it hit huge. With if you had a video workout, you know I've picked stuff that is tailored for me, which is mainly cardio stuff, and the uh, the kind of I guess what you'd call it the kickboxing stuff. That's a great cardio workout in itself. Um, so mine is mine's different because I travel so hard. So I think if you travel, you have to find something that's don't want to hurt yourself. Because if you're working out once a week, um, you're going to hurt yourself because you want to reach, you feel great this day and you want to work out a little harder and then you hurt shoulder, whatever. But um, yeah, the, the gyms, hotels are building their gyms. People like to work out. They're back in it. You know, COVID shut it all down, but you walk by them now and there's a lot of people in the gyms. They just do those treadmills, which I don't get, uh, but it's uh there's a need i think coming off of covid to want to do something and perform you know you know uh, you know it's good in the morning is to have uh, one cup of joe but but uh you know it's even better a second cup of joe and john it's the second cup of joe and john as their guests expound on any and all topics within the realm of decency want to be a sponsor let a TV and radio guy help build your business. Email joekingwx at gmail.com or text 615-289-1703. Now, hold on tight and grab another second cup of Joe and John. 